What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Morgan. And it's your girl, Dime. And you are listening to the Securely Flawed Podcast, real life experiences from two average Black girls to another. It's been a we minute. We've been really busy. Life really is busy. Life is busy. Yeah, really head down. Head down. Definitely. And I've been tired, but I've been trying to sleep like good. I've been trying to get in my eight hours. Like, Come on, friend. It makes a difference. No, it does. I've been trying to wake up earlier and like, you know, go work out. And I've been meditating because I noticed I have that anxiety in the morning. Like, oh, my God. OK, what do I have to do today? Da-da-da. Like, even though I can have a whole yeah. list, it still is just like, OK, what do I have to do today? All right. And I think um, that comes from just having so much to do. It's like. Yeah. And then I just I hate that point where you have so, you know, you usually have so much to do. And then when you don't, you just, you know, you're like jittery. Like, okay, what do I do next? And it's just like, girl, calm down. Not a trauma response. Like, I hate that phrase. I'm so sick of people saying trauma response. I said it. But that's what it is. <laughs> it is. It is. It's definitely a trauma response, and I hate it. I hate it. So like, I'm really trying not. Like we don't believe that we like deserve rest, right? Exactly. Are we like having time to just do things that we enjoy? It's like, do I actually need to be doing this, or should I be working? It's ghetto, but I'm happy we're back. Like you said before, our line just connected, y'all. Y'all didn't hear that part. But we just saying we ain't got had no time to chat with each other. So y'all gonna get the real chit chattiness. So. Yeah, we haven't talked in a minute, not even voice messages to each other. So yeah, y'all about to get some real deal rawness. Is that what the girls say? Rawness. I, I think know. so. Kind of sounds sexual. I think that's what the Instagram baddies say, but I'm definitely not one of those. So. <laughs> Okay, yeah. girl. Okay, friend. We're going to do an icebreaker. Okay, so we're doing two truths and a lie today. So, okay. So, two truths and a lie. Summer is my favorite season. My first boyfriend was white, and <laughs> I've never been out the country. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to just go against something that I don't really believe, because it's only one lie. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> I think the lie is that your first, that summer is your favorite season. I think your favorite season is like fall or winter. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You got it. You got it. Cause mm-hmm. girl, I cannot stand summer. I cannot stand the yeah. This is mm-hmm. not okay. <laughs> like give me look spring, me. give me fall. <laughs> like, look, at, look at me. You go look girl. You did yeah, it. I definitely believe that her boyfriend was white and I definitely don't Girl. think I seen her talk about going out the country so I was like it gotta be that the season Girl mm-hmm. because me and my friend was just talking about like of course we live with some niggas now like but <laughs> in, in middle school like we, we went to a white middle school and I'm sorry them white, like still to the day we were like them white boys was fine okay they had all the shit the niggas had. They could play basketball as good as the niggas because they would play basketball every day. Like, and that's how the white boys were at um at Garfield. Like, yeah, girl, my dad thought that I had a white boyfriend, and (laughs) me and my friends we just had fake white boyfriends. But like, they would be texting us like they was really like our boyfriends. And one time, my sister 
sent a message. She showed my dad, and they were like, "You got a white boyfriend? Like, are you serious?" I'm like, y'all was just kidding. They was like, it don't seem like this. He said he can't wait to kiss you, but he would just be joking. Like they were just funny as fuck, but they was fine. They but was, they was fine. <laughs> they was so mad. <laughs> like now they dad. definitely look like white dads and shit. But back then, look, there still be one that be like. When you talk, when I be talking about like niggas on my timeline, he'd be like, see, that's why you need to fuck with a real man. Then I'd be like, you know what, William? I fuck with a real man. Get out. He did. He do. He be like, see, like he be responding to this shit. And I'd be like, look, Will, you always been down. Don't play. Don't play. So, yeah. But I always tell people, like, look. Look, I do have a criteria if I had to date someone out of my race. Like, you got to be shitting on niggas. Like, I don't know if I could ever realize Like, that. and that's what I'm saying. Like, and it, I don't feel like it's right to have a criteria for a man that's outside of my race. But, I mean, I'm human and I just feel like, you know, there's nothing no a black man can't give me. But if I want right. to cross John from Beverly Hills and he's showing me a good time and... Samo and he's trying to learn about real black culture without being you know insensitive and shit which I mean I just can't see I feel like we being sensitive to that shit too because it's like we don't want to hear it but you know it's less like right I feel like there's a criteria and it's just like also like do I really have the energy to go down this checklist for this man no exactly but the TikTok girls be having some fine white men and I'd be like girl they do but they may also be cringy like oh he's invited to the cookout like please stop I just hate when people say that period like what? I hate fictive kinship. Like, why are you guys doing that? Like, if you fuck with somebody, because they don't ever say what well, so, we invited to. Yeah, they don't be calling us cousin. Like, please stop or uncle. Like, are you guys for real? Y'all sound fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> it, it grinds my gears. But anyways, okay, it's my yeah. turn. Mm-hmm. Damn, I ain't lied in a minute. <laughs> it's been a okay, my first dog's name was Chill. I've traveled to. Greece. I had a pixie cut. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Your first dog's name was Chill. You had a pixie cut. And what was that the word? You went to Greece before. Mm-hmm. I think the lie is is the lie you've been to Greece before? Because I feel like you said you want to go to Greece. Oh damn, not your remembrance. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to say the dog though, because I'm like, who else was it other than Josie? Like, the my childhood dog name was Chill. He was a black husky that would turn up on everybody if it was not me or my dad. So his name was Chill. Um, he wasn't chill at all. Exactly why that was his name. I did have a pixie cut, and I have not gone to Greece. I was supposed to go for my 30th, but their COVID restrictions just wasn't worth it. So, yeah, you got that right. Look at being right today. Okay, no, for real. I want to see this pixie cut because that sounded like it was cute. It was fire. It was fire as fuck. But literally yeah. the reason why I did it is because my most horrible boyfriend told me, like, if I didn't have long hair, like, niggas wouldn't want me. Like, that's <gasps> the only reason why niggas wanted me is because I was dark skin with long Who hair. are these <laughs> men you dated? How did- he was terrible. He was Girl, bad. see, I'm glad. See, we if we was friends, girl, look. My friends is mad as fuck. Look, I would have put a hit out on him and I wouldn't have needed nobody with me. Like, 
I would have did all myself. You would woke up like, girl, why he on crutches? I don't know. It sounds like he got his ass beat last night. <laughs> like well, I attempted to run him over, so it's not oh, like okay. violence with him. You know. Girl. Yeah, he was an asshole. So I was like, I'm bomb regardless. I cut into a pixie cut. It was fire as fuck. And then yeah, I think I had it for like a year and a half. And then it grew back after like two and a half years it grew so fucking fast it was crazy i kind of forgot that i had one for a minute because wow it was just, once it was cut off bitch it was up and i remember like, cutting so off hard. my hair like you know it's just like you gotta do it like you gotta do it once but keeping up the upkeep of a short hairstyle and you got nappy hair oh girl i would have to go get my hair done every week and if i didn't have it done every week like my brother would ha- like if I missed an appointment, I would have to have my brother cut it because it would be looking crazy. Girl, and I lived in Mississippi at the time. You know that humidity just wasn't it just wasn't doing it. So yeah, no, yeah, mm-hmm. it was back to weaves and shit. <laughs> yeah, once I was done, I just started wearing wigs, and it's so easy to wear wigs when you bald headed. Girl, I love me a week now. Like people be like, like when I go out and I just don't feel like dealing with these locks, girl. People be like, did you cut your locks off? Like, nah, they under here chilling. That was my whole point. If I can get locks and still wear a wig, then uh, sign me up. Period, friend. Sign me up. So, are we ready to get into the tea? Yeah, let's what's the tea, sis. Okay, so we're getting into the tea today. If you are new to our podcast, What's the Tea, Sis? is a segment where you get to know us a little bit better by us asking, well, me asking Morgan, um, me asking Dime uh, a specific question, just her take on something, her opinion, or even her own experience. So today's question is, you know, how do you feel about natural hair in the workplace? Um, is natu- is black natural hair professional? And, you know, in the corporate world, or I feel like even just like on the West Coast, Midwest, I feel like it's more of an issue. Mm-hmm. Why are our kinks and curls not considered professional? Because Becky can walk out with her wet dog and be good. Uh-uh, not wet dog. no i feel you um i think that for some reason well i know that there are some places of employment employment that make black women feel like their hair is not professional and i've actually never had that experience but i think the reason why i've never had that experience is because i never gave a fuck for whatever reason like it just wasn't (laughs) something that i ever was gonna let be a thing because my hair has always been like priority for me like since i've been a kid like my hair was the most important thing to me damn near so me changing it or not wearing a certain way I just don't think that was ever something I would even think about but at the same time because it was so important to me I think that people took a liking to it because it would always be nice like I didn't really have bad hair days so I don't know if that's why it was like that for me but like I remember having a friend she um she was mixed so she had a white mama black daddy Mm-hmm. And typically she would wear her hair curly. But one time she told me like she was stressed out and she's trying to get her hair flat on and she's like almost in like about to burst out in tears about not having a hair appointment to have her hair straight. Uh-huh. I'm like, girl, what the fuck is your thing with getting your hair straight? Like for the right. meeting tomorrow. Or right. no, she was starting a new job. And she was like, you know, like I just don't feel comfortable wearing my hair curly around these white people. 
And I was like, girl, what the fuck? Like, are you for real? Like, I didn't get it. Like, it did not make any sense to me. But she was really stressed out. And she, like, me and my other girl, homegirl, we had to kind of talk her, like, talk to her, like, girl, go with your fucking hair curly. That's the fuck you want to do. Like, what the fuck are they going to say to you? But it was really bothering her. And I think that she ended up still getting her hair flat ironed. Um, And this is somebody that is very high yellow. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if she's very high yellow feeling this way, like we black girls feel this way. But I don't really know of any of my friends that have felt that way. Um, I know for a fact that I've dealt with a lot of microaggressions when it comes to my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have had, like, I remember one time I had big ass goddess braids, like six braids, I think straight back, really pretty braids. Okay. And I had taken them out. I was wearing them, didn't give a fuck. I had taken them out and wore my hair flat iron. Got a lot of compliments that day. But then this white dude, microaggression, he was like, oh, I bet you're just so happy to have those things taken out your hair. They probably hurt, huh? Oh, I was just looking what? like, are you fucking kidding me? But I never even like thought that anybody would think that was like how I felt wearing a hairstyle that I chose to wear. Like I was just paying <laughs> from the hairstyle. Very weird. And just show me how white people think. And then another yeah. microaggression, I was at a conference and I've never had so many microaggressions like in the same interaction in my fucking life because I'm very nervous. It was about a, it was a conference for bringing people back into the workforce that had left for raising their kids, caregiving, or, you know, a sickness where they couldn't be in the workforce anymore. So I don't know what the fuck was wrong with her, but she came up to me and she's like automatically changing her whole tone. Like, hey, girl, you look so, like, you know, girl. Me like a black girl. Like, it was so weird. But I've had people do, do that before, so I wasn't tripping. But here's where it got weird. She's like, oh, my God, I love your hair. Like, you look so good, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, thank you. You know, like, girl, mm-hmm. come on. And then she's like, can I have your LinkedIn? So I'll show my LinkedIn. My LinkedIn picture, my hair is different. I don't remember the hairstyles, but it's obviously different because my hair is always changing. Probably changing right. every fucking month. Um, <laughs> but she goes, Oh my God, you remind me of my friend named Keisha that lives <gasps> in Atlanta. Like, <sighs> she was always changing her hair, like, all the time. And I would be like, Yes, girl, like, you better change your hair. Like, I just love it. Like, she'd be having her nails done and stuff, and she'd be looking so good. I was like, Girl, you just threw like 30 microaggressions at me at the same fucking time. No, like, for real. Like, it was so much. And I just was looking at her, like, Bitch, are you fucking for real? Like, all about my hair. And, like, I had dealt with a lot of microaggressions that whole conference, but that was the one that sent me over the edge because it drained it drained yeah. the fuck out of me in seconds. Like I remember going back to my hotel room and crying. Like I cannot believe I just experienced that. Like <laughs> and all you had to, and then she realized that she was dumb because she was like, I, I probably should stop talking. I'm just really nervous. But it's just like, why do you guys feel the need to do that to try to have a simple conversation with me? And it's just very weird just because it's kind of like they pretend that we are, you know, like the ones that need to kiss their ass. But then it's like in these situations, you're kissing my ass. So it's like, who's the cool kid here? Because, you know, like y'all want to be so nice to me. But outside of these doors, y'all not worried about me. Y'all not worried about making making me a friend, a confidant, nothing like but it's just like you want to be in with me like right i'm not a trend girl it was so weird like i've never felt the need to like 
try to like throw microaggressions at white people to converse with them. It's very strange. Like, why do you guys, why do you guys feel so uncomfortable talking to us that you feel like you need to change up how you speak to converse with you? And we're supposed to be the ignorant ones. Like, it's really mind-blowing. That's why I just be like, huh? Like, cause y'all swear we dumb, stupid. Like, right. but y'all be doing shit that is just very mm, simple-minded. And I just cannot stand that. In my own experience, and I did not experience it until I lived in California and working in a hospital, most of my supervisors were Latina. Um, and they, in the workspace, if you've ever felt uncomfortable with white people, mm, mm-hmm. oh they will act like yeah you're not shit like and that's just my experience at that specific workplace like I just was like oh my gosh um and with that workspace like you know I could get called into a meeting Mm -hmm. and it's like they would make sure to have the black supervisor in there you know, no, to, I guess, make me feel comfortable. But it was like, she wasn't shit either. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she wasn't no shit either. And a lot of the time when I, when I first, you know, got there or whatever, I wear my hair natural. Like, when I, you know, I will wear my little poof bar at the top. Like, all that shit. Like, I will wash yeah. and go. Like, because I just always feel like it's not going to become a social norm until, you know, we start doing it to you know eventually if they just start seeing a whole bunch of hoofballs kinky coily hair it's going to become normal right and what are you going to say but it's like when I worked there you know I come in and we're like oh my god Morgan I really want to straighten your hair mind you I loved my hair straightened but the fact that you guys are saying it and these are other black people saying it like you should straighten your hair like I want to see it straighten and it's like well now I don't want to straighten it because I know why you want to straighten right because you guys are not comfortable in your own natural hair but then also you know a lot of (laughs) a lot of those black people there or you know when you look at them you see a black person you we have to remember a lot they still mix with some type of latina hispanic they mama might be filipino Mm -hmm. you know but to the eye you know to anybody else's eye naked eye they look black so they also don't understand the struggle of, girl, I'm not mixed with nothing. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like your hair is still wavy when you get it wet. Mine is not, you know. And I would have other like nurses there and stuff that were natural. And they'd be like, oh my God, like, you know, another natural girl. Cause it was so few and far between, like maybe one in each department hmm. type thing. Like you didn't see it. And we would have to like low key embrace each other when we saw each other because. Right. We exactly. dealt with the same thing. Like, I want to see your hair straight. Why don't you do this? Oh, my God. Like, you know, but then, like you say, you get a different response where you wear a weave or a wig. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, and or that made me look at straight. people really different. And it wasn't the white people. It wasn't Hispanics. It was black people. That's where so it was just like, you're not about to make me uncomfortable with myself and what I naturally look like. Because you're not comfortable or, you know, you always hear people's like their parents tell them like, no, you need to have your hair straight. Like, da, da, da. and I'm just like, I can just never imagine my parents telling me like they don't like the natural hair they gave me. Yeah, I can't imagine that either. And honestly, like 
I would just really want to wear my hair straight most of the time just because I just really like having my hair straight. It didn't have anything yeah. else to do with anybody. Like, I just like that look. Like, when I started getting my hair flat iron, that kind of was like when I was, um, I would say eighth grade and then like into high school. So it made me feel like more of an adult like grown yeah. and I my feel you straight. on that because I used to straighten my hair but then you know you start seeing the natural girls doing their natural hairstyles and I'm like ooh but that just wasn't my thing I never like, wanted that yeah I, I, I looked at it and it looked cute and I tried it and I was like I can't do this like no it was like honestly I found a place where I was just like I don't belong in this natural hair world and then I ain't got you know 3B hair. It just made me feel young because that's one thing when I was younger, like my sister would always do my hair super bomb with, you know, ponytails and poop, you know, all that Mm -hmm. shit. And then I, once I learned how to do it myself, like that was just the only thing I really did when I was in middle school. So I kind of was just over it and wanted to be more of a grown up, if you will, because I was very sheltered and I didn't really have the luxury of doing a lot of the more grown things that the girls did so it was just like I'm older now I can wear my hair on a platter I'm going to the hair shop you know yeah that's how it was for me so maybe that's why I didn't really experience some of the things that other girls did when it came to you know like in the workplace because typically I would have like a weave or a flat iron the only thing natural that I really would do to my hair would be braids and I never really thought of braids as being like inappropriate hairstyle not even uh, I not never thought about it as being like a natural it. hairstyle like what yeah, well yeah I guess so and the natural <laughs> hair warriors online feel that way too so I could see that <laughs> but um yeah I just never had that experience myself but I can say that um earlier this year on LinkedIn a girl was a black girl dark skin girl she made a post and was like you know I have an interview tomorrow and I'm feeling like I, you know, need to change my hair for this interview. Mm-hmm. And I commented, she was like, I feel like that, you know, I need to make my hair be more professional. And I commented and it caused a lot of outrage, but I don't give a damn or a fuck. But I was like, girl, professionalism is rooted in racism. If you change your hair, you fight on your hair, do it because you want to like yep. fuck some people. Yeah, and I've heard of women saying that even, like, when they do wear their natural hair or something, like, they've even heard comments from their white colleagues, like, I'm so glad you decided to, you know, choose your natural hair, because they might have on a wonky-ass wig or something like that, and they're just like, you know, you know, some some white people know, like, look, you ain't got to play with us, (laughs) but... (laughs) Because we see what's under the wig. You got hair under there. You know, show it. That but too. That yeah. Too. yeah. But I've had that black too. supervisor like, your hair, you like, you just need to do it. I said, do what? What do you want me to do? Mind you, she has on a synthetic egg. I cannot believe that. That is so me. crazy. In a meeting. That is wild. Girl, you know I filed. And it was like, after that, that's when my low-key anxiety started at work. And yeah. led to me quitting. Because yeah. it was just like every day it was like, this is what y'all are looking at. Y'all didn't bring me in here about nothing that had to do with work. Nothing that had to do no with way. work. I'm so glad I've never experienced that directly. But at the same time, the microaggressions I've experienced from other people that weren't my superiors, mm-hmm. it, it would make me feel some kind of way. But at the same time, it it would just be like, y'all got me fucked up. But it never really bothered me like that because I hold my hair in such a high regard and always yeah. have. So it was like, you know, I was always going to be fucking some shit up, okay? And I have always gone <laughs> to work looking cute. And so people, that's one thing that I can't say does bother me or used to bother me 
And lately my mom's been telling me that she thinks I'm crazy for feeling this way. But like, I would go to work, I would dress cute, but they would really make it seem like I was like Beyonce. And you know, that's a compliment. But like, it was weird at the same time. Like, because to me, it's like, yeah. I'm just putting on a, I'm just getting dressed in the morning. I'm not really trying to be extra. And they're like, oh my gosh, you look so good. Like, Diamond, how'd you do it? And I'm just like, bitch, just try. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, but y'all come to work looking raggedy. But Girl, same time, I, I swear, sometimes like I, I used to fuck with they ass. Like, not look raggedy at work, but I'm gonna look very regular. See me outside of work? Oh, bitch, they, who are you, bitch? Yeah, bitch, don't ever stepping. play with me. Well, not really step in, but I just would look presentable because I never felt like I could come to work looking anything less than presentable. And I just realized that white people would come to work looking like shit. And that's why they Literally. felt like I was just looking like Beyonce when no, I'm literally just getting dressed and putting on clean clothes that match. <laughs> but that's another thing that I've tried to do now. Cause like I, I would go to work for the most part, pretty much always would make up, even if it was just like tinted moisturizer, lipstick, brows, I would always go with some type of makeup. Of course my hair would be done and I'll have on a cute outfit, but it'll be simple yeah. shit. But now since I've joined this new company, Mm-hmm. I don't be caring. Like, I will come to work looking like I just run out of bed. Like, y'all see how I be looking on my IG stories. Like, to me, yeah. that's like not trying at all. But I'm like, I'm not going to make you guys make me feel like I have to come to work looking amazing when y'all be looking like shit. So, even though well, I'm not for even real, trying, bitch, you woke up like these. Right. Like, I still look better than y'all. But it's just like, why do I feel the need or why do Black people feel the need to come to work on the A game all the time? No, yeah, I see it all the time. And it's like, you can tell when it's like, no, you know, you really got dressed for yourself or, you know, you could be at a situation where you about to go volunteer and clean up trash. And there's that one bitch that got on Balenciaga's, a motherfucking Mm -hmm. Gucci purse. She got on, you know, and it just be like, you know, you're so worried about how people see you. Like you came here to work, pick up trash and you got on your Sunday's mask right exactly and that's what it is so yeah and it's like i guess i just the point was was like you know it's not always white people or people outside of our race it be people inside our race that be like "Uh uh-uh you need to do your hair do my hair like this is my natural hair like i said becky came in with the wet dog that's her natural hair state because they're just and so, she's okay. They just want to impress white people so badly. Like, they care so much about what white people see. As and then, white, see and then white people getting perms to get their hair uh, right. you know, perms and lip fillers and, and, and BBL. So, girl, girl, fuck out of here. Like, girl, and I, that's why I say, you know, I don't care no more. I'm not yeah. about to impress y'all because we're going tip for ten at this point. For what? what but yeah. yeah that's how i feel and you know like i said i told that girl online like girl if you want to train your hair do that shit for you because professionalism is 100 rooted in racism and i will die on that motherfucking hill i will argue anyway and as soon as they hair not it. straight you gonna see them act a goddamn fool so exactly so mm-hmm. that's how i feel about that girl just be yourself be confident in your kinks and curls you know don't yeah, just roll out of bed because you know it'd be matted on the side grill, but you no, know. you gotta look, you know, you pick know, that shit out, you know, do you put that equal yeah. gel in there, you know. Oh, wait, bit. hold on, one more point. Did you see mm-hmm. that TikTok of all the black natural hair companies that's ran by white people? Yeah, and I knew about most of them. The only one about most of them, but I was just like 
Dark and Lovely is the one that shocked me. Shocked me because having a company called Dark and Lovely and it's a white person is crazy. Oh my crazy. god! Like I just be like, oh, you guys are sick. Crazy. Like that's that a, That's that. Up. When they talk about a fetish, that's a fetish. You have obsessed over black people to create hair products for them and you have no idea what we go through. Because they don't know, but they know that shit gonna fail. They know it because they know we care about our hair. Look at we and white people these people rich off of our weaknesses. White people just use goddamn loose and hair frame gel. We be wait, no, but why did I hear some white people the other day talking about some girl and they were like, and she still wears mousse? I died, bitch. Not mousse. I damn near if they made it sound like ancient, like like, and she still wears mousse in her hair. Like we use foam lotion over here, honey. Foam lotion. Okay, it's a difference. Okay, y'all can use that sticky ass, hard ass mousse, but we using foam lotion over here. Girl, they was talking about their little white friend so bad. Like that is funny. Like she's so old for wearing mousse. Like white people they be like, shady about white people it's funny as fuck i will always find joy in that. <laughs> it's, a <guilty> <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure to see white folks arguing i don't know why but it cracks me the fuck up truly yeah, it's amazing <laughs> but going into the multifaceted black girl segment it's actually a good transition because the multifaceted black girl segment is just about being multifaceted women like we're not just one thing we're many things so Today, we're actually going to be talking about how to be more confident in meeting. So mm. we're talking about work today. Nice. Um, and for me, I just really have always um, had a hard time with like feeling like I had a voice in meetings. And this is just something for me overall. If I feel like I'm not an expert in something, I feel like I shouldn't speak on it. Mm. And it's just because I'm more confident if I know 1000% what I'm you know, talking about. I would always have a fear of like, is somebody going to feel like what I'm saying is invaluable? Is somebody going to, you know, feel like I don't know what I'm talking about? Are they going to ask me a question? I don't know the answer to it. And I'm going to get like, you know, anxiety about it. I would just have a lot of shit in my head. So mm-hmm. it's something I've worked through with my um, therapist quite a bit. And to be more confident in, in meetings, you have to prepare. And yeah. that's with everything in life. You have to prepare for everything. Proper preparation prevents poor performance like for sure that's some hood nigga shit but it's no but it's real it's real so one thing that i do when i because i can sometimes get anxiety i haven't been too bad lately though because i've worked on it for so long but i will always write sticky notes and i will Mm -hmm. put them all across my monitor so like to the point (laughs) where there's no way that i can't see the notes like even if i get distracted and i look to the left look to the right look up down there's going to be a goddamn note here that's going to redirect my attention. So that's one thing that really helps me. And also just breathing and having water. Always have yeah. water. Because if you are nervous for any reason, like you will literally like your mouth will get dry as fuck. Like our bodies are very weird, but I feel like anxiety will just suck the life out of you literally. So have some fucking water to hydrate yourself so you can get your words out. Okay. Period. Yeah. And then yeah. also... Fake it till you motherfucking make it. Like, dead ass. I, you, sometimes you just gotta fake it. Sometimes you gotta just be delusional and act like you are Michelle Obama in that bitch. And people are easily just like, they're really gullible at the same time. A lot mm-hmm. of these white people in positions of leadership and all these things, they don't be knowing shit. They really don't. But they be faking it till they make it. They act like they know every fucking thing. 
So you need to act like you know every fucking thing too. And also have a goddamn backbone. Like don't mm. be afraid to say that you don't have a answer to something and you can always follow up with, I'm not sure about that. Let me follow up with this person and I'll get back to you later. But don't let that be a reason that you lose your confidence and feel like you can continue on with whatever your point was because somebody's trying to throw some shit out at you to like knock you off your game. Because there are some people that will just do that for the fuck of it because they're assholes. Girl, Literally. girl, so, they sure will. What? What? You got a point on that, friend? No, for, no, for sure. In that same job I was just talking about last segment, um, mm-hmm. my interview for that job. Mind you, I went in there to check people in for their appointments. That was my job. 30 mm-hmm. second interactions with people. That was it. Check you in. In my interview, I guess since I said that you know, I got my degree in, or I went to school for, you know, biology. One of the people in my interview, one of the supervisors, well, can you tell me the difference between mitosis and meiosis? See, like, why? They will literally, why? That just makes I'm not using that in my job. You're mad because you, you think I just put some shit on my resume? First of all, ask me something else, because we've been learning about mitosis and meiosis since high school like middle school maybe because they're assholes that's the only reason why they do that they just want to be assholes and they just assume that we're ignorant it's just like ain't nobody doing that to y'all that was half the job that was half the job like even like because you know i started my business while i was working there and Mm -hmm. like you know they're like oh morgan we heard you had a business or you know people kind of like i mean if you leave here what else are you gonna do i'm like bitch shit to do this is like a choice I chose to move here I chose to get this job like you know this was a choice and when I leave it that'll be a choice that is crazy but I cannot in, believe that but I can because I've seen it happen and girl I said it back confidently as fuck and honestly I was nervous as fuck because I mean who the fuck talks about mitosis and meiosis on a regular fucking basis so it was like, you know, like why did they bro, get off? I gave the whole structure of the nucleus to the <laughs> I know that's don't right. play with me, boy. I'm a real deal scientist. Like, stop playing with me. Right. And that's so he was like, oh, you're right. But what does that have to do with me? People checking people in and knowing word and ex <laughs> girl. I just that's can't what believe they deal that. With. I can, but it's just, it's really sad just because, like, they get off on trying to prove that we're ignorant, and it's really because they're intimidated by us. Because a lot of the time, we don't have linear paths, and a lot of the time, our, you know, trajectory to get somewhere isn't the same. We don't ha- come from traditional backgrounds like they mm-hmm. do. A lot of yeah. times, the education that we get is different than theirs. You know, for everything sure. is kind of one, two, three, four for them. And for us, it's a lot of hurdles. There's one 1A, 1B, 1C. And even the stuff that they deal with is, you know, being the smartest within, because you know, you see movies and stuff, and I'm always one of those people that if it's in a movie or in a show, it doesn't happen. I don't care how they tell Mm -hmm. the story now. They didn't just get this idea from nowhere. And you always see like, Bobby, you have to be better than your cousin Billy because my sister is going to talk, be the talk of the town. And I don't, <laughs> and so just be like, the shit that they go through, it's like, ooh, I'm glad that, you know, like, yeah, we, don't we don't go through that. that. Like, we go to our cousin shit. Like, you know, we cheer on our people. And, you know, we're not, mm-hmm. the, our moms aren't competing with their we're sisters really on whose child like is that. the best. Like, yeah, we're not competitive in that way. If anything, we're talking about, like, yeah, my cousin can run a blah, 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 blah. Like, my cousin, right. everybody else. But like, it's like, 
it's fun competition. It's not yeah. like, you know, from a malicious place. But for them, they're always put up against each other. And this is a little bit off topic, but not really. Like, a lot of white people have, like, really intense mental health issues. But mm-hmm. they've always been able to, like, hide them. And they've always been able to, like, you know, sometimes they get help with them. But a lot of it, it just be coming from them just, like, not being mentally well. And because of that, they're angry and they just project that shit onto black people. It's so but weird. Yeah. And that oh just God. goes back to meetings. Just think about the temperamental white people that you've had in meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't like to be corrected. You know, mm-hmm. they you see them get nervous. Honestly, I think my ammo, like, you know, I could be nervous before the meeting, but my ammo be like, they know that you're nervous. Like, you know, and plus my mama always just told me, like, don't ever let them see you sweat. Like, that was her main word. Before I had a speech in class, before I had a dance recital, before I had anything, it was don't just don't ever let them see you sweat. If a girl was being mean to me at school, which barely happened, but they tried, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just like, never let them see you sweat. You know, shoot, there was a time in the school I didn't have friends. Never let them see you sweat. I Oh my God. But it's like now with, you know, meetings and stuff, it's like, like, even with these soap-making parties, girl, I'd be nervous to tears, you know, because these are, like, my forms I of could, meetings. And I really can't tell. That's what's crazy. Yeah, because it's like, nervous. those are my forms of meetings, so I just, like, I have to take that deep breath, and like you said, fake it till you make it. You gotta sound like you know what you're talking about, you know, but also be willing to be like, you know what, let me check back with you. Period. Like yeah. it just happens in real life a lot. Like really every transaction, you know, every transaction or conversation with somebody is just like, you know, I feel like honestly, a lot of life is you trying to prove who you are. It is. It's you trying to prove it, but at the same time, it's like I'm kind of stepping away, learning to step away from feeling like I have something to prove to people because mm-hmm. I don't. Like fuck some people. But it's just like at the same time you want to be respected and people that really see your value. But it's just like them people, if they don't want to see your value, they're not going to. You could do everything. They've already the seen your value, and that's why you're in that room. Exactly. There it is. That's, <laughs> that's it is. exactly what it is. And that's what the that's what I mean, like by using it as ammo in your you are in that room for a reason. Whatever room that is, you're in that room for a reason. So it's but like when it's time to people, shine. Mm-hmm. White people will try to spin it now, which is crazy because there's data to prove the opposite. Now, when Black people are in these spaces, they say, oh, you're just a diversity hire. But there's been data that proves and even people that have admitted that when it comes to interviewing Black people, they're tougher on the questions because they feel like Black people, the backgrounds that we come from aren't sufficient. So they feel like they need to be harder on us during the interviews. So when people say you only got this because you're a diversity hire, I got a diversity hire, a job because I am a diversity hire, but it was harder for me to get this than my white mm-hmm. counterpart because sure they got the easy. They got it easy. Like, there, there's, be there's be conversations. Oh, I see you went to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, How was your experience there? Yeah. It's somebody that knows somebody or just because of the yeah. school that they went to. Oh, yeah. I think I might know your uncle. Like, like it, it's just really sad because when that data came out, it was an article. There's a thread on Reddit. And it was mm-hmm. a bunch of people anonymously admitting to, yes, like changing the questions, coming up with trick questions for Black people during interviews or uh, Latin. Yeah, because I'm sure nobody else got asked mitosis or meiosis in mine. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're stupid, <laughs> but no, dead ass. Like, so it's like, y'all are really sitting up here saying like, 
were just diversity hires when it still was harder for us to get here. It was harder for us to land the interview because you guys always get past us. And then it's harder for us to pass the interview, but you try to minimize our success by saying we're just a diversity hire. So really white people be having me fucked up, but I don't let them, I don't let them affect me anymore just because most of the time I am better than them in most situations, like well, all situations, fuck that. I'd be better than them. So it's just like me and who I am, my personality alone is going to be better than you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I already went off the rip. I'm more likable than you are off the rip. And I'm not even trying to see my fucking self. Yeah. That's the thing with them. They don't be themselves. So I can honestly just go into a meeting as I am speaking in African-American vernacular English, wearing my, my wigs, my braids, my natural hair, my nails, my pink lipstick, my whatever the fucking case may be. And just because of who I am, I'm going to capture the attention of the room. And that's why meetings go well for me. So going back to what we were talking about, like be confident in your meetings. Like Mm -hmm. just know that you got this shit. Like you're just, we just got more swag than they do overall. No, for real. We have more personality. Like there's no meeting I've ever held or had a party in where it's like, are you going to laugh a little bit? And I'm going to get to the point. Like, even, ooh, girl, in high school. So, you know, you guys had ASB in high school. hmm Yep. So, of course, I was at ASB. But, of course, at Catholic schools, they're not going to tell you, of course, who got the most votes. And, right. you know, because we didn't have, like, the president, vice president. It was just, like, you were ASB. They didn't even make it, like, a hierarchy. And, you know, of course, at the end of the, at the, end of the year, the girls wanted to know who really had the most votes. Well, your girl did because your girl had everybody cracking up. I got exactly. You know what I'm saying? And they were just like, no, like it couldn't have been Morgan. Like it had to be be me. I said, quite honestly, Uh -uh, they probably didn't even have to choose. If they didn't have to choose four people, it would probably just be me. This sounds like a movie. Girl, it was like girl, it was kid having a tantrum because I didn't get the main part in the school. When I it's the end of the year, girl. Like we're literally (laughs) chilling at this point. Like, no, it had to be me. It had to be me. And then you know, I'm just sitting there quiet, like I know who it was. It was me. Right. Oh, ASB what coordinator? It was Morgan. Period. Like, and you have to understand, I went from being the least liked girl at school because I was black. I didn't take no shit. Mm-hmm. like you know I was the person who spoke up in class you know because especially when you get to history class and you get to black history and all that you know people looking to you for certain answers like what the fuck that is you know? crazy that so, they was really mad girl black they girl were magic. they were mad like black girl like I even girl. lost my mixed friends like my half white well, friends they, they be more Bitch. trying to identify with their white side and that's why I don't be having no sympathy for these mm-hmm. people that had these biracial issues. So it's just like, please. Yeah, because they were like mad. Like, you know, I had one oh, I think she might have ran to or and was mad. Like, I just can't believe you won. What the fuck is that? No. <laughs> you like, not telling that the motherfucking Miranda and Sarah who won too. Hey, but she went to, you know, one of them she went to middle school with and played volleyball with and da, 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 da. and then, you know, all uh, these same mixed girls and everything ended up going to HBCUs or, you know, you find out they mamas is in sororities like, you know, and it's just like, mm-hmm. so you put on this front this whole time and you was going home to a very cultured household. And you come here and you're trying to impress these girls. Mm-hmm. And you mad at me because I'm not. 
and I, and I am getting through and these bitches like me <laughs> like you know like, like, I just didn't play no shit like even with my white teachers like I had to you know I feel like some teachers just like police officers and stuff like that you know people that get bullied they go back to try to bully people so yeah. I even had like you know a teacher and I know this is off topic y'all um who and it just i guess i'm showing that it's like we go through this for far longer than us applying for jobs you know what i'm saying like we've had people criticizing us since we were kids i can go back to kindergarten from where it's just like i have to stand up for myself and i'm a fucking kid to a fucking adult but Mm -hmm. um it was just like i had a teacher like we're about to do something and it was just seems like she always had to make a comment because I guess she was like a band geek or some shit. So it was like, and like, she <laughs> would always be catty towards us. Like, and you don't need to be bringing like that Louis Vuitton purse to school. This is, this is school. And da, da, da. one day I said, why are you worried about what their parents can afford and what they got? If they want to bring that to Not school, they can bring it to school, but don't be projecting that on them. Literally projecting literally projecting and i was she was she she was upset like she started crying and stuff and i was like no i was like they're not gonna speak up but i am because you're you know like it's not like i'm walking around with louis vuitton but how the fuck you gonna tell somebody who bills you don't pay they pay you because we pay tuition that's happened to me girl that's happened to me like i'm becoming in here with your expensive stuff yep that would happen to me all the time allegedly the reason why i was getting bullied because one, I had a daddy, and two, because of the stuff that I wore. Like, yeah, oh, they I remember to, you saying that. I told you about that the your daddy situation. couldn't come to school and shit. Yeah, but even the stuff that I wore, well, you know, it can really make kids upset if, you know, she has these really nice things that they can't afford. What the fuck they gotta do with me? Like, <laughs> and I didn't know how much they they cost in the first fucking place. Because, like, when you're a kid, you just be mind your kid ass business. But, like, you just like so something, you, want, you pick it you out. You want my black get ass it. to dress down? if you will, because it makes other people uncomfortable. Like, y'all would never say that to a white person. And it's like, sometimes it don't even be the way what you're wearing. I mean, I don't know, but it's kind of like, bitch, this could be from Ross. You mad at the way I put it together? Period. Or my mama put it together, or my daddy put it together, you're mad? That would be another thing. My uniform, my sister would always, like, drive out to find me the most swaggiest pieces for my uniform, and they would try to make comments, but they... My sister be like, it says in the policy, like, blue bottoms, white tops. So just because her blue bottoms is cute with glitter and her college got ruffles and shit, it's still I'm blue dead. bottoms, white tops. Oh, you, you were know, that like, one. Oh, you were that one. See, y'all should sound like a movie too. My uniform was popping, okay? Like, See, no, they made it specific. Because, bitch, they even got down to the shoes one day. Like, no, y'all cannot wear, like, name brand shoes type shit. Like, like, basically, like, everybody had to dress, like, go to pay list. Like, they were, like, they just got to the point where they're, like, no, you have to get your uniforms from here. Because they, for this very reason, because they probably would have had it. And that's also because we did have a lot of white people and white people there that didn't have money you saw that like I saw that so it was just like I've never been the one to be like white people just you know when I see a white people they have money if if anything I saw that more I felt like that with Asians but with white people like I saw so many white people who were just like I know they lived in trailers I know you know what I'm saying like we see trailer parks here we see people even white people that are on the streets and stuff and it's mostly white people so it's just like I've never looked at it like y'all better like if anything 
I we be helping y'all. Fact. And then when we go down to the the statistics, it's like that's like you've told me before. There's a lot of white people scared of the extinction of white people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think we see in the workplace as well. And that's what's is them fighting for their motherfucking life. Yeah, honestly, that's how everything is in my job. Like literally the three black girls on the team, we really just be doing what the fuck we do. We don't even really be trying hard, but we still dominate the team and we be seeing them like literally just like so frustrated inside like but it's like how come y'all can't cheer us on like we cheer y'all on like we do something great and you guys be trying to one-up us but you guys try to one-up us by copying and then talk some shit a little bit and then talking shit but it's like the reason why it's not landing for you guys is because you're not creating it on your own they're always stealing our shit so you can't steal somebody's shit and then try to one-up them at the same time because you're missing the key thing which is the personality so they be losing they stay losing but when it comes to meetings y'all be confident be confident prepare have sticky notes always have water fake it till you make it if you need to and learn how to like shut somebody down if they come at you with some bullshit like they did with morgan like you know redirect the conversation yeah and also remember i think we've said this before is they hired you because they need you Mm when you're not in that room for no reason so that should be your ammo in your meetings. Like, yeah. And they also need you. always have a mentor. Always have a Ooh, mentor yes. that you can continue to build upon being mm-hmm. strong, like all the time, because you're going to need, you're just going to get better with mentorship. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't do because they feel like, I don't need help. I don't need a mentor. Everybody needs help. We're not meant to do this life shit alone. Stop lying to yourself. Like, yeah. And why help. create the will when there's somebody who's already been through it? <laughs> right exactly period i really enjoy talking about this this is great but that's all i have on this topic um we can go ahead and wrap up unless you have any last points to add to it nope i'm good well um thank you guys for listening y'all know the deal go ahead and follow us on social media my social media is dimey baby on all platforms i make it easy for you miss morgan (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys so Hit me up on Instagram at pretty at underscore pretty dot hippie. That's pretty with an I. Or if you're ever looking for some all natural self care skincare products, um, poke underscore apothecary is where you can find me as well as on TikTok. So hit me. And by the time this episode drops, will you have any events that have not happened yet? that the listeners have not happened yet when this drops um the only things that i will have coming up when i can't see just like only like it's not nothing um halloween um soap making party it would be like a family thing but then i'm preparing for these sipping shops in december like leading up to christmas and i'm just like really excited Because I love to see other vendors, but it's like, I want to create a space where like, you know, creatives sell their stuff. Like I know a bomb girl that makes like metal jewelry, like, you know, have a little bartender there, come in, sip some wine because, you know, liquor make people spend money. So spend some money. And then I'm gonna have also, cause I always enjoyed watching cause I never like went to spend my money there, but um, going to the mall and seeing the people during the holiday season, like, you know, people come bring their boxes to get gift wrap and shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like having someone like people to gift wrap people's stuff. Like I just want that really unique so like vendors and items where it's just like, this is the only place you can get this. So that you better so come fun. within these next three weeks before Christmas and come by. 
So I'm really excited for that. I love holiday shit, honestly. Like holidays too, because I don't celebrate Christmas, but I love the the mood, the Christmas cheer. I love Christmas. I don't, I don't. Well, you know, my dad is Muslim. And like, I guess my mom said we used to have a Christmas tree. I don't remember because my motherfucking uh, presents used to get put under the lamp. Um, <laughs> not the lamp. I used to go to the living room under the lamp and be opened up by Christmas. So presents. you did participate. With you <laughs> so guys I did, like my family did. But now too. in my older age, like even like just ever, you know, like me, I'm very Miss Black Power. Um, but it just like I Christmas is different. Power. Like my family is thinned out a lot. You know, people are starting Christmas with their own families. And it's just not, it's not fun anymore. It's actually kind of sad for me. It's very sad for me, honestly. But I just try to... So I love seeing people happy during that time. I think it's just like a cozy time of year. Find you a little boo. You know, link up with your friends. Have some hot chocolate. Movie nights. I love that. You know, I love the Christmas drinks. Like, I love the drinks. When people be like, oh, you know, the, the whole tech people and they be like, oh, why are you guys celebrating pagan holidays? Like at this point, it's literally just like. Yeah, just like with 4th of cookout. July, we like, look, we just like eat. It's a black cookout. It's a black family dinner. <laughs> literally, we, it has nothing to do for the month. With what, whatever lie they came up with for us yeah, to celebrate. Like, it, we yeah. ain't celebrating no damn pagan holidays, except for maybe with Christmas. But a lot of that shit, we don't even. You but know, even with Christmas, you barely hear people be like, because of Jesus Christ. It'd be like. Right, it don't really be explained like that. Like we Honestly, it's another reason for us to eat. Like, and be together like I think it's just about togetherness at this point like because so many people they have you know family extended families and you know they don't even get to be with their families they live in another city so it's just kind of like I think it's about togetherness now and which I'm okay with that's what it is. So I'm excited for your upcoming events, friend. Same. Um, I mean, Black yeah. Girls in Tech, what y'all got, com- got coming up? I love that co-working space. That was amazing. That was so fun. I'm going to try to do one of those when I, the last week, because I get back to Houston the, like the last week of September. So I'm probably going to do one of those. Next week, we have our monthly happy hour. So that's going to be next Thursday, which I believe is oh, the nice. 8th, possibly. So we're going to do that, and then I'll be in Seattle for a little bit. Oh um, yeah, I might be doing an event the last week that I'm in Seattle with nice. somebody that just wants me to attend. So we'll see how it goes, y'all. But you always find the details on my social media. You always find the details on Morgan's social media. Right. And we will be back with another episode soon, y'all. So hang in there with your girls because we're giving y'all some good content. But just be patient because we some busy <laughs> bitches. Both are busy. Period. Oh, so okay. Yeah, we'll see y'all later. Thanks for listening. Bye.